Hi, my name is Shane, and you're listening to the Cross Examination Podcast, where we discuss eternal truths for today's believers. On our podcast, we'll discuss topics like humility, sin, holiness, and forgiveness. And I'll give you practical advice for walking faithfully with the Lord. So get out your Bibles, sit back, and enjoy. Today, we're going to talk about John the Baptist. I am fascinated by his life and ministry. He plays such an important role leading up to Jesus' death and resurrection. His life serves as an example to us because he lived in radical obedience to God. We are first introduced to the ministry of John the Baptist in Matthew 3.1. And it says, In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all of Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John said, I will baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. From the very beginning, we see that John the Baptist is certain about the message he brings a message of repentance and a coming Messiah. In Matthew 5, 3, we hear about the only in-person interaction between Jesus and John the Baptist that is recorded in scripture. Matthew 3, 13 says this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And John saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Can you imagine it? Baptizing the Messiah you've been waiting for? To see the heavens open and the Spirit of God descend on Jesus? To hear the voice of God say, This is my Son, whom I love? This event had to have changed everything for John. John continues to proclaim the truth, even after baptizing Jesus. In Luke 3, we learn that John rebuked King Herod, because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all of the other things Herod had done. As a punishment for this, Herod put John in prison. While in prison, we learn in the scriptures that John is visited by two of his disciples. Luke 7 tells us that John's disciples told him about the miracles that Jesus was doing. And then John tells his disciples, ask Jesus this one question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? John's disciples took this question back to Jesus, and this was Jesus' reply. Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, and those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. 
Blessed is anyone who is not offended by me. I wonder what was going through John's mind when he heard the Lord's message. Blessed is anyone who's not offended by me. What was John feeling? What was he thinking? Did he wonder if Jesus was going to get him out of prison? Did he wonder what the future held for him? In Mark 6, we read about a party for Herod's birthday. The Bible tells us a lot of important people were at this party and that Herodias, his daughter, danced for Herod. He was so pleased with her performance that he said, ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give to you up to half my kingdom. The girl went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? Her mother answered, the head of John the Baptist. At once the girl hurried into the king with the request, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The men went, beheaded John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl and she gave it to her mother. This feels like such an unjust ending for a very righteous and obedient man. Why didn't God free John from jail? Why didn't God rescue John from the vicious and vengeful death that he faced at the hands of Herod? It seems like John did everything right. Why did his life end so tragically? As believers, we sometimes think that if we follow God, life will go well for us. We'll be blessed, God will meet our every need, and we'll be honored. But that's not the story of John the Baptist. The Bible views blessings very differently than some modern Christians. The Bible says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed are those who are persecuted. What happened to John was persecution for righteousness sake. The word calls John blessed for having to endure this persecution, for having to endure this suffering. Do we live our lives like we're willing to endure suffering for Jesus? Or do we live our lives trying to avoid suffering? And when we manage to avoid suffering, we call it a blessing. Friends, an easy, suffering-free life is not a blessing. Persecution is a blessing. Listen to what Luke 6, 22 through 26 says. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, when they insult you, and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. And woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. We need to evaluate if the way we live our lives is in honor to God or in avoidance of suffering, because we can't have it both ways. Those who follow Jesus will suffer. That's a promise. But the word also tells us that the trials we face on earth 
cannot compare to the joy that's coming. That joy is eternity with Christ. One of the last places we hear about John the Baptist in the Gospels is in John 10, 40-42, and it says this, Jesus went back across the Jordan to a place where John had been baptizing in the early days. There Jesus stayed and many people came to him. They said, though John never performed a sign, all that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. Many were able to believe in Jesus because John had prepared the way, just like God told him to. He cleared the way for our Savior to preach the gospel of repentance to a lost and weary world. His obedience, the persecution he faced, and even his suffering prepared the way for the message of Christ. Isn't that the goal? Isn't that why we're here, to make sure that the good news is spread to all the world? My prayer for us today is that we would see suffering for Christ as a blessing, that we would not work for an easy life, but that we would live a life worthy of the calling we have received, that we would rely on God's strength and not our own, and that when we fall short, and we will, that we would remember there is grace. There is grace to help us when we need it most. Let's pray. God, I pray that we would believe your word when it says that persecution is a blessing. God, I thank you for today. And I thank you for your word. And I thank you for the life of John the Baptist. That we got to see his boldness and obedience to you. God, I'm so thankful that John prepared a way for Jesus to come and share the good news. God, I pray that we would view our life through the lens of your word, that we wouldn't avoid suffering at all costs, that we would recognize that sometimes suffering is for our good. Sometimes our suffering brings you glory. Your word says that Jesus learned obedience through suffering. I pray, God, that we would not waste our moments of suffering, God, but that we would use them to remember, Lord, that we can learn obedience through it, that we wouldn't waste suffering, God, with complaining. God, I know that this is not an easy word to hear, but God, you give us words like this for our good. I thank you for your son, Lord, and I thank you for his sacrifice, and I thank you for what it means for us. I pray, God, that we would bring you glory in everything we do, God, and even when we suffer. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast with someone you think needs to hear it. Also, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts because that helps other people find it. If you have questions or comments about today's episode, you can send them to crossexaminationpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye.